you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy. Amy here. This episode is part of our last episode, Layers of People, that I removed for time. Also, selfishly, I needed a week off as, since you know, I am moving my mother to a new place. She's now in, she's happy, and we both survived. Now the unpacking begins. Please send good Zen. For now, we hope you enjoy this discussion of the murder of Gina Hall. Please keep in mind, as Megan said, she investigated for only a short time and so did I. We weren't planning on doing a murder follow-up, but once we both started digging, and we didn't start that until recording day, we uncovered some good stuff that we wanted to share with you. That said, this is not going to be a complete story. If you're already familiar with this case and you want all the details, we suggest you check out other sources. This is just some additional stuff not mentioned in the Dead Vows episode. Check the show notes for links to other shows and books that cover this story in a more in-depth way. Also, apologies to Gina's sister, Delana. I think we pronounced it Delana, but after watching the Evil Lives Here episode, we know it's pronounced Delana. Stick around to the end to hear our debate on French fries and hamburger choices and what we have planned for next week. See you then. So now we go to the murder, and I didn't find a ton on it. Um, Amy, you had said that you had found more. I found some stuff, yeah. Okay. The way, the way that I went about it is I was looking at... Oh, so you did like a timeline. Yeah, I went... I, I was going through newspapers, newspapers.com. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just searched for her name in mm-hmm. 1980. And so then I just put yep. this together based on what I found in the newspaper. So most of what I have is stuff about that night, that evening, mm-hmm. and the timeline okay. of that evening, and then a little bit 
um, just a tiny bit about the trial, but you have stuff that's more recent. Well, yeah, so I have that, and then I also just have uh, a little bit about Gina. Oh, yeah. A little bit about the murder, but and evidence against Stephen, but you probably have that in your... I have some of it. Do you want to talk about what Gina was like, and then I'll talk about the murder? So basically, she was a freshman at the Radford University. She lived with her sister, Delana. Her sister, Delana, was also a student at Radford University, but her sister was in grad school and Gina was a freshman and they were both enrolled in summer classes. Um, And so exams were on June 20th. It looks like final exams. So it looks like she had just finished her exams. Mm -hmm. Um, She said she was a very happy person, athletic, um, very respectful towards her family. Obviously, she was close with her family. She lived with her sister. Um, And yeah, just a really... Kind of, I think it was in the in the um, show. The lieutenant showed a picture of her and said she was everybody's daughter, and she really mm-hmm. was, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Then we have Stephen Epperly, who to this day maintains his innocence. Mm-hmm. His most recent parole hearing in 2020 was denied. He's still alive. Um, as of my research last night, he is still mm-hmm. alive. And he had, in the show, they talked about who he had two previous rapes, like I said, but mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything on them. I couldn't find. I know you had said that one was acquitted. Yeah. All I found on them was that one, one of them was, he was acquitted. In a, there was a trial and he was acquitted. And the other one was dismissed for insufficient evidence. So, so he never. He never served time. Served but any he time 100% for that. did them. If he did this to Gina, he's done it before. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah. So do you want to talk about the murder then? Yeah. So what I found, and now this, I just, real, you know, I realized just before we went on the air, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that, I found out that Crime Junkie did an episode on this. So I'm sure that's going to be more thorough than than the stuff I and found. And also, but, um, Evil Lives Here did an episode too. Right, right. I really should watch that. So what I found from the newspapers is that on June 28th, that was a Saturday night, she went out dancing and she went to the Marriott Inn Bar and Disco and she went alone, which is unusual for Mm -hmm. her. She would always, she would often go with her sister or with her friends. In fact, they said that in one article that one time she went out thinking her friends were going to be there. Her friends weren't there. She went home, got her sister, and went back. Mm-hmm. So she just she it was weird for her to be there by herself. And I'm wondering if maybe she did because she was just so excited to be done with school. She just wanted yeah, to celebrate. Maybe. Yeah. It's too bad nobody would go with her. I bet people I bet they're guilty. Whoever she asked and they didn't want to go, I bet they, they feel known? bad. You can't know. No, you can't know. No, there's it's no bullsh- way. It's bullshit that she even had to anyways, it's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. It's all fine. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> So at this disco, she met Stephen Epperly. He was there with his friend, Bill King. And Stephen asked Bill for for the keys to Bill's parents' lake house. And that's where he took Gina. And it was on Clayter Lake. So one thing I found interesting is that the friend's name is William C. King Jr. Mm -hmm. And the man who brought the property that the Dead Mm -hmm. Files is talking about, his name is John C. uh, C. King. I don't know if they're related, but yeah. could be. But anyway, so Bill went to a friend's house after he left the, the disco and uh, Stephen and Gina went out to the lake house. Bill went to a friend's house for a few hours and then he picked up his girlfriend, whose name is Robin Robinson. 
And he asked her to go swimming at the lake. So they show up at the lake. Oh, first of all, Gina called her sister at about 1.30 a.m. So that's technically yep. Sunday, the 29th, saying that she was at this lake house on Claytor Lake with a man she had met at the Marriott. And the sister said she seemed scared and nervous. There was an article in the paper about how they were looking for the man who she was with that night. And it said, the man who, this is I'm, this is from the newspaper, the man who was with Gina Hall last Saturday night has come forward. He reportedly told police that she dropped him off at the house on Claytor Lake at 4 a.m. last Sunday. So why would she be dropping him off at that house? Because in the articles that I read, they had taken her car. She had, yeah. she had driven. So... Oh, but why would she be dropping him off? They would already be there. Yeah. Well, then there was an article right after that, the next day, that said, uh, this is the hall is her dad, said the man his daughter met had come forward to tell police he gave Gina Hall a ride home at 4 a.m. So already the story's changing. So it doesn't, those yeah, two they're are completely contradictory. And then I find out later that the man is Deep Everly, Everly. yeah. Because I was like, oh, maybe there's a different guy there. There was two guys and, you know, mm -hmm. she went out with this guy and he went home and then someone else killed her. But anyway, so during the trial, Bill King testified that he was with Stephen the night he met Gina. He said Stephen was drinking pineapple juice and started to say, Bill started to say something about what happens to Stephen when he drinks alcohol, but he was cut off by the defense yeah. lawyers. Yeah. So Bill King arrived at the lake house with Robin at about 4 a.m., but only Epperly was yeah. there. Bill and Robin were both down by the lake. But then I saw a later article that states that Robin saw Stephen coming up from the basement and he was wiping his shoulders off with a blue towel. That towel was later found with Gina's blood on it. Yeah. Typo. Yep. And they also said yep. various items like towels and cleaning supplies were missing from the lake house. And they also mm -hmm. found evidence of cleanup with blood stains found both inside and outside the house. Yeah. So something definitely happened at that house. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So uh, I guess Stephen left about 15 or 20 minutes after Bill and Robin got there. Bill and Robin went into the basement where Bill stepped on a wet spot, which turned out to be Gina's blood. Gross. And this was a really important part of the testimony because, yeah. you know, and like you said, it was type O blood. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they were not able to say it was Gina's blood, but mm -hmm. it matched Gina's blood type because this was the 80s and they didn't have forensics testing. like we yeah. do now. Yeah. So on June 29th, the Pulaski County Deputy Sheriff William Patton saw Miss Hall's abandoned car under a railroad trestle near the New River from Redford after 4 a.m. June 29th, but didn't stop to also, investigate. Also, I don't know if you talk about this later, but once they did investigate the car, the car, the driver's seat was found to be pushed back. Mm -hmm. like somebody else had driven in it. Yeah. Um, and in the trunk of the car, there were bloodstains consistent with Gina's blood and hair strands that were similar to her. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. also a blue towel that was missing from the house and it mm -hmm. was found close to the car and it was stained with her blood, um, yeah. well, her blood type. And I'm sure that's the towel that Robin yep, saw. That Robin saw him Stephen wiping his using. shoulders. Yep. 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 Um, fibers also similar to the, the carpet in the lake house were found both in the trunk and on the blue towel. So again, that's connecting the towel yep. to the lake house. To the car. And Robin connects the towel to Stephen. So it's all connecting. Yep. And yep. then yep. finally, um, Gina's clothing also had similar carpet fibers on them, proving that she was at the lake house. 
mm-hmm. a murder weapon was never found though. That I saw that they found a um a mattock. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it's it's like a it's like a small hammer. Oh, okay. With blood on it. Oh, oh. Hmm. I did not see that, but I only investigated for like three minutes. That I found that in the paper. They then called off the search on July seventh. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a reason mm-hmm. why. But they admitted that they believed it was foul play. And when asked if they had a suspect, the police that they were asking said no comment, which means they obviously mm-hmm. they did. And I found out later in later articles that they had been questioning mm-hmm. Epperly since day one. Day one. Yeah. So well, he they, was the last that person they knew. To, see, to be seen with her. I mean, and yeah. given his previous, you know, charges, yeah. he's probably not a great guy. So on September 10th, Epperly was charged with her murder. And during the investigation, here's what, what I have about this. Uh, oh, yeah. But it's it's a little slightly different. So it, during the investigation, the police found blood in and around the cabin uh, in 20 different places. They also found human hair and carpet fibers on the refrigerator. On the refrigerator? Yeah. On the handle? Where? Where on the... Like- I don't know. I could see on the handle because if he had blood on, on his hands and went to like grab a beer because you know murdering mm-hmm. gets you so parched. Um, yeah, <laughs> may, gotta have an after murder yeah, snack. Obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they also found a blood stained mattock. M a t t o c k. I. It. So it's like. Did you ever hear about the um, the Hinter Kaifek murders? Oh yeah. Yeah, that That's was a, one of a my mattock. favorites. I, this is a good one. Oh, it's so good. It's so interesting. So creepy. Yeah. Oh, it kind Maybe of should... looks like um, the ones that I've seen kind of look like uh, a ice, ice pick. It okay. says a mattock yeah, yeah. is a hand tool used for digging, prying, and chopping, similar to a pickaxe. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, the Kaifek mur- Hinter Kaifek murders are. That's a good story. Fucking bizarre. Yeah. Cool. If you don't know about them, Go research yeah. because, yeah, I'll I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes to it was a episode I believe it was Generation Y okay that did a really good episode on the Hinterkaifeck and it got me really fascinated and I think and that's why we drank probably did one too I mean I, how do you have a true crime show and not do it it's no just it's such, a pretty big story it's so creepy to me it's just because it's never been solved it's just right. fucking creepy. Yeah. I mean, I solved it, but Obvi- well, you know, they didn't ask. I know who did it. Rude, <laughs> rude. I read that her clothing was found near the river, yeah, close to where her car was, and found. I believe there was blood stains on her clothing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. The trial began December eighth, nineteen eighty, and one of the things that came up in the trial is that this friend, Bill King, testified that Stephen never denied killing her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So apparently when his friend asked him if he killed her, Epperly said, I don't know anything about it. We'll just have to wait and see. Right. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. December 17th, he was convicted. And the defense lawyer was a piece of shit. I'm angry now. I'm angry. I just read yeah. it. Because fucking victim blaming, victim blaming, victim blaming. <sighs> defense attorney Glenwood Lookabill. Fuck you, Glenwood. Glenwood. You dumbass. What kind of name is Glenwood. <laughs> Nerdy name. <laughs> I'm sorry if we have any Glenwoods who listen, but this guy's giving you a really bad. Yeah, rap. yeah. 
He said Miss Hall was unstable because she had changed schools twice in one year and had planned another change. He also questioned her decision to go out alone, saying, I don't understand it. Fuck you. I hate him. People should be able to go out on their own. No, not people, Amy. Uh, uh, oh, yes. No, men can go out on their own all, right. all day long. Right. Was, they could walk around naked yeah. and not be a, you know. Yeah, for sure. I'm so angry. Yeah. When they were still doing the search, the family had hired a mm-hmm. psychic to come out mm-hmm. and and try and help. And but all the stuff he told them was it didn't end up being true. So yeah, whatever. So yes, yeah, so um, yeah. So how many times? Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah so, so oh sure, coffee and bar. <laughs> so <laughs> this actually, so in nineteen in two thousand sixteen, uh, a farmer's grandson reported to the Radford Police Department that his family had had a secret since nineteen eighty. What happened in 1980? Why does that ring a bell? He said his grandfather had witnessed what he believed to be two men dismembering a body in Meadow Creek. And they believed that woman to be Gina Hall. When this came forward, Delana kind of revamped the search for her sister again. They had found Gina's DNA on top of Draper Mountain at a lake house on Claytor Lake. They found part of one of Gina's bones at Epperly's former hunting grounds. Uh, and her sister says some of the locations were on their radar in 2016, but not all of mm-hmm. them. So with that, it sounds like they dismembered her and probably hid her body parts in other locations. But they have found, that's why earlier I said, her full remains mm-hmm. haven't been recovered because mm-hmm. they found part of it. I'm So, th- so does that mean that Bill was involved too? If there were two men that were cutting her body up? But he... They said that grandson said he, his his grandfather saw two men. Yeah. So if his grandfather is Bill, that means Bill saw him with somebody else. Oh. Saw Stephen and somebody else cutting up the body. I don't think that grandson was a king or grandfather. Mm. I don't think his last name was King. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But I'm just wondering might, if that means Bill that Bill involved. was an accessory or he helped, you know, dismember the body. Bill. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If it was, you would think that... I don't think... Stephen Epperly doesn't strike me as the type to be really loyal and go down for somebody. So right. if it, if Bill was involved, you would think he would have ratted him out. Maybe. Maybe. But in, uh, in 2020, uh, Gina's sister, Delana, worked to introduce Senate Bill 5103 which has become known as Gina's bill. So what this means, and I I don't know if it's passed or not, I didn't look, but it would set standards for Virginia's parole board that convicted murderers would not be eligible for parole without disclosing where their victim's bodies are located. Ah. Because Stephen keeps keeps applying for parole. Yeah, he keeps thinking he didn't do it, so. Yeah. Or an example of another manipulation of the press by Epperly came when he insisted to the reporters after his convictions and during his appeals that if he could just be allowed to take a polygraph, everyone would know he was telling the truth. However, he had actually been given a polygraph July 2nd, 1980, mm-hmm. just days after mm-hmm. her murder and failed. Mm-hmm. He just, he wants to do another one later because he figured out how to game yeah. it. How to game it. He knows yeah, all you have to do yeah. is squish up your butt cheeks or whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. 
So they brought in a dog. Mm-hmm. It was a searching mm-hmm. dog, and it was a, I think his name was sort of with an H. And they gave him part of Epperly's clothing at the police station, and the dog sniffed Epperly out in one of the interrogation mm-hmm. rooms. And Epperly said, quote, that's a damn good dog. <laughs> I don't know why they brought the dog in and why they gave it Epperly's sense. But yet he was able to find him in the police station in the interrogation. I wonder room. if they then took the dog to a location to see if Epperly had been there. Yeah, I mean, one like would her think car that there was more to something. that anecdote than just, here, he found you, good dog. You know. <laughs> good dog. I did get a picture of uh, Stephen at his trial and also Stephen in 2019 mm-hmm. at his latest parole hearing. Yeah. Where he was denied. Right. And he should be denied. Yeah. Forever. Yep. Never come back. Nope. Piece, Piece of, of shit. shit. So that's the murder of Gina Hall. Um, Evil Lives Here did uh, uh, an episode. There's a book coming out, or maybe it's already out, about her case. Hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of coverage on this case, okay. I would assume, because it's the first one in Virginia to result in it a can, conviction without yep, a body. That's a big that's deal. That's a big thing. Yep. Especially in the 80s. Yeah. Now I could see it, you know, mm-hmm. a conviction without a body. They've got DNA. Well, because you have all the DNA and everything. Yeah, yeah. all the blood evidence, mm-hmm. you know. But in the 80s, especially 1980, like, that's basically the 70s. Yeah. Which is basically this turn of the century. <laughs> Did they even have running water then? We don't know. <laughs> I was alive. I can uh, concur that there was running water. Was there? <laughs> Just teasing. So yeah, you guys, this was a really, really great episode. I just episode. it was it wasn't your ran, you know, standard run of the mill house, Someone's out of house episode. Yeah. It was just it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I just felt bad for Amy because you could tell she was oh, struggling. Yeah. Poor Amy. So, that's all I've got. All right, that's all I've got. Hey listeners, my name is Kayla and I am the creator and host of a new podcast called Dark Tales from the Road. We cover true crime, spooky, creepy, and ghostly stories, and I want to take you state by state and country by country to bring you stories you may not have even heard of before, and also learn some history on the city and the state where it takes place. So join me on the road as we discover dark tales. New episodes are posted every Wednesday. I have an Instagram, Facebook, and a Patreon, all at Dark Tales from the Road, Thank you so much, and I hope everyone has a great day. Hey, everyone. We want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last-minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. 
We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one and when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. Greg's making dinner. He's not making stir fry. Damn it. He's making um, steak and... and, he is trying to perfect his French fry foo. So he's... if he, How does he do his French fries? He, he boils them first. Does he boil the potatoes whole? No. Or does he cut them he cuts into them. French fries? He cuts okay. them. Okay. Then he boils them. Yep. Lets them cool. Sure. Then he fries them in the wok, partially. Uh-huh. Lets uh-huh. them cool. Uh-huh. And then he... I think he's going to put them in the air fryer for the last fry. Okay. And the last time he did it, they were really, really good, mm-hmm. but they were cut really small. And so they cooked really hard and they were ended up being kind of hollow inside, you know, oh, they were, they were yeah, more yeah, like yeah. shoestring. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? Like yep. from a can. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so they were good, but they weren't like French fries. Fries. So yeah. he's, he's trying again. We went to five guys last night only mm. for their fries because their fries are bomb diggity. Really? Which mm-hmm. one do you go to? Uh, there's one in Shoreview, right off of Lexington, okay. like 694 in Lexington that we go to. Because there's a Five Guys out by my old house in Uptown, and their fries are terrible. Really? Oh my God. They're like uncooked, they're floppy, they're not crispy, They're and they're greasy. Oh. They, you, they put them in the, in the, um, in the bag. And it's huh? like the grease has grown up like six inches by the time you get home. It's so gross. Now they're nasty. Wow, that's cr- that's insane. Because, yeah, these were phenomenal. Yeah, the burgers are good, but the fries are terrible. Oh, the burgers? See, their burgers are, eh. <laughs> like, we went <laughs> there funny. for the fries only, and then we went next door to Chipotle and got there. We got that for the food. Oh. Because <laughs> we're extra that way. That's funny. That's funny, because I do not like their, their fries. Anyway. Maybe that's just the one in Uptown that's shit. It wouldn't surprise me. May I, yeah, because, um, yeah, they've always been good. Yeah, I honestly was not impressed with their burgers. I mean, they're fine, but they're not like... They're expensive. They didn't... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Smashburger. Smashburger are the ones that are really expensive. Yeah. Um, but they're good. I do but, like yeah, the burgers at Five Guys. I just... I was thinking of the... Ex- when I said they I mean, were expensive. they're fine, was- but they're not like... I wouldn't, you know, rush home for them. Hmm. Or whatever I'm trying to say. My favorite fast food burgers are Culver's. McDonald's for me. Ugh, it's not even beef. That's fine. Ugh. You didn't say my favorite beef burger. <laughs> you didn't say it had to be real food. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so really, it's on you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. We will be back again next week.
back again with another story. <laughs> it's Amy's turn to present. Oh. Yes. And I am doing, um, I wrote it down. I am doing, I found this one um, on the Dead Files discussion group Ooh. on Facebook. Okay. Because it was a a uh, homeowner that had that was on the show. And so I was thinking that maybe mm-hmm. I could reach out to him and see if he wanted to be a guest. Shut the front door. Yeah. Yes. So it's season it's season 14, episode 9. Oh, so, so it's, it's a, a new newish new one. one. Yeah, reach out yeah. to him. So I'll see if... Uh, you could even sweeten the deal and say I'll give him $5. $5? That's... Five whole dollars. Wow. I'll, I I'll add that to the, yeah. to the kitty and see. That'll... <laughs> Probably That'll push it right over. Probably. He'll be like, five whole dollars. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, what's your Venmo? <laughs> so that's what we're doing next week as long as I get yeah. my shit together. Because this week is going to be a doozy. This is moving yes. week. And everybody, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm with the listeners. I do literally the bare minimum. <laughs> so I'm not going to watch the episode, you guys. We'll take this part together. All right. So that'll be, I'm excited if we can get him on. Yeah. I will fall off my chair. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. Get the ins and the outs. I wonder what the, they've. I'm sure they have a non-compete though agreement that they had to, or non-disclosure. They probably can't on. say too much. Yeah. But whatever they can whatever say, they we'll, can. we'll pick it up. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you then. Yep. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it.